What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Piss Campanial. I'm your host, AJ Lavender, and coming to you with my lovely co-host here, my fellas, my brothers, Mr. Mike Sharp to the right of me, Mr. Cody McGuire to the bottom right, and then the one hailing from the sunshine state of Florida, Miami, Florida, we have Joe Braga. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep on running with that because I think people are gonna think that uh, Joel's actually living in Miami. So we're just gonna. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. yeah no, sure. Boys, what is going on? Welcome, welcome, fellas. How's everybody doing today? Doing, doing swell. Doing, doing swell. Love it, love it. I'm doing well, my man. I'm doing well. And before we get everything kicked off here, um, just for everybody that's joining us for the first time, that's listening to us for the first time, we are the Picks and Panel. We're bringing you. All the news, our opinions, our reactions of things going around the NFL. We're four best friends just talking about NFL. We're excited to record and put on you guys' entertainment. So we're covering everything from you know regular season, fantasy season, postseason, preseason, draft, rumors, uh, news, anything that goes on the NFL. This is our way just to you know have it for you guys for the entertainment. Just to you know that way we can express it and share our thoughts, our feelings about everything that's going on in the NFL, as it is one of our favorite sports of all time. Uh, but yeah, but first I just want to give a shout out to everybody from yesterday. I mean, last week's episode, everybody that was in the podcast, uh, live streaming it with all of us. You know, we, we truly look out for you as well as the people that are viewing it afterwards and leaving uh, comments in the comment section. We have all love for you. And then before we get started again, I just want to give a shout out to the winners of the Guess My Beer by Sharpie. <laughs> and it was a bush light what he was drinking. And the winners of that that got it right was my brothers Josh Payne and Braden DeLima. So congratulations, you are the winner of nothing. Uh, but we keep it rolling because we <laughs> might have something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, last week's last week's episode, you know, it was the start off of the wild preseason, the free agency frenzy, as we call it. And it was some wild things to stop like start off like crazy. You know, the Patriots spending a lot of money, everybody's doing these moves, you know, with JJ White going to the Cardinals. And it is just a lot of movement, a lot of teams changing, so on and so forth. And it just picked up again. Um, just the way it started off, you know. Uh, one of the biggest, you know, topics of you know a wide receiver was Juju, right? Everybody was like wondering, like, is Juju going to be going back? You know, he is one of those wide receivers that are a top wide receiver type of guy, but he's like a number two because his most productive years was with AB. Is he going to get that type of money? Where is he going to go? Is he going to stay with Pittsburgh? And we found out, you know, Juju re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the most interesting thing about it is that he only signed for $8 million. Um, so it's almost like he set himself up to like a prove it year to show that I'm really that guy. Um, but one of the big shocking things was that the contracts he got, he rejected. He had um, three big teams that was going after him. Uh, one being the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the second being the Philadelphia Eagles on a, on a big multi-year contract. And the third one, which is the most surprising, is he rejected a contract from the Kansas City Chiefs the chance to play with Patrick Mahomes. And I thought that was the most oddest one because you then you're paired up with like a guy like Tyreek, right? Where Tyreek takes a lot of shine where you can start showing up. Same with Travis Kelsey, right? So I was still put in a position where he's a healthier version of Sammy Watkins. He's younger and he could put that slot where he can have a lot of production because he's going to be single covered. He's going to be covered by, you know, smaller guys in the slot where he can, you know, really show off his press. So I'm really shocked that he went back to Pittsburgh with the agent Ben Roethlisberger um, and who knows, we might even see Dwayne Haskins come out, but, um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just want to open the floor and get your guys gut reaction because I don't know if you guys are as shocked as me, but I was like, Whoa, I did not expect Juju to, you know, do that at all. Yeah. I guess I'll uh, start and say, uh, I don't always look like Bruce Arians for the, uh, new <laughs> listeners. Oh, I okay. Yeah. To- I, I forgot <laughs> to say that, you know, we, we do have a special guest on the show. He's hailing all the way from Tampa Bay. Uh, this the, the the newest uh, Super Bowl winning coach uh, Bruce Arians over here. So <laughs> I just yeah, love, just you know showing a uh, showing a little respect for the uh, Super Bowl winning coach here, you know. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start with Juju though. Um, it the Chiefs would have been a good spot for him, but uh, like because they're probably not going to resign Sammy Watkins, and he would have been a upgrade over him in my opinion. But I think it just came down to comfort level with Pittsburgh. I think he, he's got to love it there. He has some, some sort of relationship with Roethlisberger, obviously, and and Tomlin. And I don't know. Like, he obviously took less money to go there because he would have made, what, five more million if he went to Baltimore? Yeah. They're so, 13 million with incentives. 
Yeah, nine twelve yeah. with the Chiefs, I think it was. Yeah, and like this is definitely a prove it year. So I think with the comfort level there, he probably felt better just to resign. You know, hopefully have a big year for himself and then look for a multi-year deal next year. Yeah, I was really surprised he didn't go to the Chiefs. I mean, you got Kelsey there, Tyreek Hill. He would absolutely eat in the slot in Kansas City. So, And he can run block. And Juju's a super underrated wide receiver, honestly. Like, he – sure, he, he looked like crap kind of when A.B. left. But, I mean, if you get him in an offense where there's guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, he'd be – he easily put down a 100-catch season. He's already done it before uh, in Pittsburgh, so – and yeah, I mean, like, and also too, you're forgetting the the, the biggest main factor in that, Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. I didn't even I didn't even have to say it because it's just a given, right? Like the best quarterback in the NFL. So yeah, like that's tough to pass up, you know, a chance to catch balls from him. But it's uh, his decision, going, I guess. You know, a team a team that just went to the Super Bowl too. Like, like to me, is yeah. is this like? Right. I don't know if that. I, I don't know if, if that really just gives a huge shout out to Mike Tomlin and then the Steelers organization. Because I think I don't, I'm just speaking for myself. If I'm a wide receiver and you know my team, you see you saw them regress, not a run game or anything like that, and you got a chance to play with a half a billion dollar quarterback, um, you know, arguably one of the next generational legendary type quarterbacks with that type of high power offense that just went to the Super Bowl, and I'm getting paid a little bit more too. Where do I sign? You know what I mean? Oh, I think I think the other thing too, like it might be a little like delusional thinking on his part because they went eight no to start right so maybe he thinks they have the team to do it it's just something fell was, apart at the end it, of the season but i think it was 11 and 0 if i'm not mistaken oh yeah yeah it was like yeah. yeah it was a lot more maybe and then yeah they mm -hmm. went they finished like really bad right mm -hmm. so i don't know if he thought oh we had something for the first you know three quarters of the season i i don't know that could have been his thinking too he tweeted a, he tweeted quite a bit about how much he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh and how much he loves it in Pittsburgh. Loves the fans, yeah. loves the atmosphere. Lots of things for him to like in Pittsburgh. We all knew that he wasn't going to sign for the Ravens, though. We all, <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all knew that. We all knew that. And, Joel, why do you think no one's, he wasn't going to sign for the Ravens, man? Man, nobody wants to block, man. Nobody hmm. wants to block. Nobody wants to be running routes and not getting the ball. Not an approve it year. You're not going there. Not especially no. Like he was going to get prob. Was he going to get a multi year deal from Baltimore? I think so. Probably. I think he, it was one year to. thirteen. Was it just one year? One year thirteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. There's that. no way you could have offered him fifteen, sixteen, and he still would have said no. Because oh, you got to totally have the stats. You got to have the stats to back up. A one-year deal. If you're going to a one-year deal, you got to do it like potentially. Let's say, for example, like Will Fuller's doing in Miami. He has the opportunity to grab 60, 70 balls potentially, just to, just potentially, and go on from there and build his way to a two or three-year contract. Whereas Juju, if he was in Baltimore, it could be as low as 40, 50 catches and maybe 600, 700 yards, and that is not going to get you the big-ticket uh, three-, four-year deal that you're going to be uh, expecting. And especially with how good Juju's been in the slot, he could he, he could be great. Now, now the way I, the way I kind of combat, combat that, because you know, I, was, I was looking at a little bit of Ravens and, and Lamar and stuff like that, right? And he's been progressing as a quarterback. But if you really look at it, you know, Mark Andrews tore it up, right? in that season and you know he's a tight end a catching tight end uh, but if you if you play juju kind of in that slot position too in, in baltimore and you have someone like hollywood brown you would you think they'd go to a more passing offense nope. no no right. it's, it's just not it's not the way lamar is no right. it's not his dna it's not the way that he's built he's he the way that he, plays, the way that he plays right now the way that lamar plays football right now is to me, about as good as you're going to get from him. Can he get better passing the ball? Sure. And I've always said to Cody that he's exciting and his his the, his legs are fantastic. Everything about that is so much fun to watch and it is fun to watch. 
but I've also always told Cody that it'll never win you anything in this league other than individual awards. And I still, I still believe that to this day. And if there's another, if Miami had Lamar Jackson, I would say the same thing because I'm, I'm a, I'm a realist about it. And the one thing to keep in mind with the Ravens is Lamar. I agree with some of the stuff you're saying, but you look at Greg Roman, he's been an OC in this league for five seasons. Guess how many times he's finished as a top 10 passing team in the NFL in five years? Zero. And guess how many times he's finished as a top 10 running team? Five. Yeah. That's, well, that's, why, they, that's why they have him as the OC for Lamar, because they don't want him yeah, to throw exactly. a lot. And, exactly. and, that's, and that's what it comes down to. I totally agree with what you guys are saying, but this is the Ravens' identity. They got a quarterback that amplifies it twofold and then they got an oc that only wants to run the ball so as much as people want lamar to throw the ball and progress in the passing game i don't know that it's ever going to happen because the ravens just don't want to do it right and i can agree with you i can agree with you on that cody the thing that i can't agree with is that when the ravens are behind in football games and lamar tries to throw the football it does not go his way it has never gone his way when we're asking you when we're asking you to do something like come back from two touchdowns and just keep the Ravens into a football game where they can at least go back to the run game and be dominant with it. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen lots of quarterbacks do it where they come from behind and use their arm to get back into football games. I've never seen Lamar do it. And I hope he does do it and proves me wrong because he will win MVP. If he can, if he can throw the football and get back into football games, he will win the MVP again just because of how dynamic his legs are. I if think you want to win a Super Bowl, he's got to be able to throw when it matters in the fourth quarter, and he hasn't been able to do that yet. Well, but and, and, that's, the thing too. and no that's the thing too, right? Because, you know, as dynamic Lamar is as a runner, you know, time management is part of the football game, right? So, if, yeah, if, you, know, if, you, if you all for a run and you get down, you know, time is this – at least when you throw yeah. the ball, you have an incompletion or you have an out route going to the sideline, right? Then you have a little bit more of a clock management game. But, yeah, Cody? Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, I think, uh, to be fair, I think Lamar did come back in that Titans game. If I'm not mistaken, we were losing 10 or 14 nothing. So, technically, he did come back and did win that playoff game. Someone might want to yeah. fact check that. But, but, either it, but way, his other two, the other two games that he played in the playoffs were not good at all, especially in the yeah. fourth quarter the first time and, against the Titans. Exactly. In that game against the Titans, um, uh, King Henry couldn't get going at all for the Titans. Yeah. At we'll all. You guys are down. You guys are down ten nothing going to the second, and you guys then put up a beat down after that. Until then, yeah. we'll yeah. see. I would like the Sammy Watkins signing, especially with Greg Roman. I mean, if we're gonna have a wide receiver on our team, may as well sign one that he's already been the OC of. Right? He was his OC in Buffalo. So, I guess, but um, are you not concerned about Watkins staying on the field, though? Oh, for sure. But, I mean, no one else is going to – especially with all these guys signing one, two-year deals. I mean, no one's going to come here for a one- or two-year deal. It's just not going to happen. Like, if, if ever there was a year to not get a guy to come here, it would be this year. Like, nobody's going to – like Joel said, nobody wants to come here and block, especially on a one-year deal where they're trying to get paid the following season. So, yeah. if we could get Sammy – if we I was just going to say they, they definitely got to draft one then in the first round, I think, because there's going to be yeah, some good good receivers there. I, I, mm-hmm. If you guys get lucky, right, if it's like because, you know, speaking of this whole Sammy Watkins, you know, that I, to me, I said in the previous podcast, I think that would be like almost the perfect situation for you guys, right? He's a reliable wide receiver when he's healthy. Um, when he's healthy. But then, yeah, exactly, when he's healthy. Uh, but then, of course, you have now rumors and reports that after going to see Baltimore, he's going to go see the Colts. However, twofold, if that does happen where the Colts just sign him, you know, then it's really obvious that T.Y. Hill is going to be moved, yeah, moving on. Just and, pivot pivot to Hill. And then maybe. you guys just pivot to T.Y. Hill. And, and, and to me, I like T.Y. Hill and better than Sammy Watkins. I think he'd be more serviceable, especially when it comes to route running. Um, mm. So you never know, man. Those two options, if I'm Baltimore, I'm, I'm getting excited about that. And then especially, you know, having some guys like, you know, Rashad Bateman and all those guys coming into the later rounds as a wide receiver – it might be yeah. the perfect storm where you get a slot guy, you get a bigger guy like Bateman. Then now you have Hollywood Brown that can take the top off. Now yeah. defense got to play you a little bit more honest with Mark Andrews. And then you have Lamar who can just bust you up for a 70-yard touchdown whenever he really wants to if, he, if he's feeling like it, right? And yeah. the one thing, uh, the Ravens today, I'm pretty sure they restructured Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell 
I think they cleared about five million in cap space. So they're clearly looking to do something or other. I don't know what, but you guys can have Anthony Miller. <laughs> yeah, we we have our we have our man Brandon Lima who won uh won the contest of guest Mike's beer. Um, he's saying, hey Cody, you can guys you guys can have Anthony Miller, and then uh I know Cody, he's a he's, I was a, he's one a, a big few fan. Advocates. I was one, one of the, the few advocates. advocates for him, so I guess I'd be okay with it. <laughs> well, on, on, the, uh, on the indie oh. angle, though, like why why just get Watkins instead of Hilton? When you just want a guy you're familiar with, like they're similar in injury history, and well, that that's I mean, the I whole thing. That's the whole thing with Ty Hilton is he wants to go try to get on a contender one. Not saying that the Colts won't be a contender, but get on a uh, on a contender. He's retweeted things about going back to Miami because uh, I'm pretty sure he played ball at the University of Miami. And uh, I mean, why so would it's kind of Ty's decision then to leave? I think so. I think he. I think Ty's already gone. Yeah. Okay. Like meant like I think he's checked out already. Like he's just waiting for the right opportunity, the right deal. He might not even get a deal till after the draft. Who knows? Yeah, yeah they, they ever start. It. They ever start clearing guys like Zach Pascal and all those guys. So we'll see if Paris Campbell can, you know, finally make the the promise that he's been shown. Uh, from yeah, LSU. and and the Colts yeah. just drafted Pittman, who's an absolute monster. Yeah. yeah, he looks good. Yeah, and then man, you know, speaking of the Colts, man, I want to get into that too. What do you guys think about our boy going to the Colts now, man? I. I think I, I want to say that he will do good, man. I think Wentz will have a bounce back year. Um, for me, the way I look at it is that he's going to have a run first type of game there, right? You have, you know, an yeah. offensive line who has pro like uh, pro bowlers and all pros. You probably have a guy that's in the Hall of Famer and Quentin Nelson. Um, you're going to have guys like Johnny T going to be running the ball all the time. Um and then that, I think that kind of opens up Wentz to where he can start playing his own game where, you know, he can run the play action, have his little scramble, his little dump off, right? And kind of just alleviate that pressure where, you know, he's not going to be getting rushed 20, like having 20 hurries a game type of thing. I don't know, like, am, am I kind of on the same wavelength with you guys or is it you just like Wentz, nah, he, he's been watched, well, he broke his leg and, that, and that's it? Well, it can only go up from here. Like last year was just terrible for him. He's, what was he, like the – worst ranked starting quarterback, something like that, pretty close. And I think, yeah, like I think what Wentz showed is that he's not very good when he's pressured. But with this Colts team, he's probably not going to be pressured nearly as much because this O-line is much better. He's going to have better weapons. He has zero excuses to suck this year. So, yeah. I mean, if he stinks again – then you have a problem, but I I think he'll be fine. He probably will be a middle of the pack quarterback. At at the very best, he'll be like top ten level. But he has absolutely zero excuses to not do any anything positive this year. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one, Sharp. I think uh, I think Wentz has the potential to get back to what he was that one year in Philly when he was on pace to be the MVP. I think Wentz is an upgrade over. Philip Rivers, just based on the mobility yeah. fact of it, not based on the arm or anything like that. I think they're probably around similar-ish numbers uh, passing-wise, but the fact that uh, Wentz can actually extend a play, whereas Philip Rivers, fantastic quarterback, one of my favorite quarterbacks um, throughout all the years, but he is an absolute statue back there, right? So we'll see what happens with Wentz, but I think – I think that's a good move for Wentz, and I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to benefit from that and have the potential to win the division this year again. Yeah, yeah and that's, reuniting, that's reuniting with uh, the head coach too, which I think will also help. Well, yeah, just get back to old old things, right? It's always nice to go back to somewhere where you feel welcome and you feel you feel more more or less safe in the yeah. in the playbook. Yeah, and like you said, going back with Reich is really going to help him. And uh, I like Went, so not trying to make excuses for the guy. But last year, like you couldn't, you couldn't come up with a worse scenario to be in. Like that guy was a revolving door of offensive line. They draft Jalen Rager in the first round to give him a weapon. He's hurt the entire season. They have Ertz there. He's hurt the entire season. Goddard, Goddard was hurt on and off the entire season. Who else is a wide receiver? Alshon Jeffrey. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, pretty, pretty shitty situation for him. I mean, it's not all on Miles him. Miles Sanders got hurt too the first couple he weeks. He was, yeah. I mean, he was horrendous. There's no doubt about it. Like, but I, I don't really think it was all because he's a bad quarterback or because he doesn't know how to play it. And, th- wow. and that's the one thing that, that, that kind of this like really just puzzled me because, you know, I watched a few Eagles games this past year and I watched him a lot, especially when, you know, Shannon Sharp was calling Walker to him once for the MVP years um, because he was just, he, he just shredded defenses like with his mobility, his toughness, how strong he was. And then watching the games like now, like, I don't know if, if a confidence shock affects your game that much, but literally it was like he was a complete shell of himself like it didn't even yeah. look like the same player like at all it did not look like he was a number two overall draft pick it, it was like, shades whatsoever. it was shades of sam darnold seriously like it looked like he was seeing ghosts he was scared to play behind that offensive line he didn't trust any of his reads because he couldn't trust his, his line because it was just a revolving door the entire season yeah, there's a, there's a lot of very like inaccurate passes, and like like you said, he's like a yeah. shell of himself. Like he obviously, it just looked like he did not have confidence out there. Just yeah, I'll just throw it wherever. Hopefully, my guy's there. Like, uh, it it didn't look good. So yeah, the situation yeah. he's in now is obviously much better. Mm-hmm. And Sharp's right. If he sucks this year, then it's a him problem. Yeah, you know what? And there, there's a, there's a lot of quarterbacks that that are in that position too, where the these are really a lot of prove it deals, right? We have you know Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, we have my boy Drew Locke, uh, and we got you know the next upcoming one too, which uh, this team is really making a push to show that it's a prove it year. We're doing everything to get you what you need to, and that's um my man Danny 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 Jones Locker here over here in uh, the Giants and Danny Pennies and. The Giants move. Disrespect, man. <laughs> He's Danny in my division, Gettle, right? Pennies, uh, but yeah, it, it really seems like you know Gettleman and everybody. They're they're really pushing to give him as many non excuses as you can. You know, mm-hmm. signing Kenny Galladay to an absolute mega deal for someone that's almost on a prove it type of wide receiver basis too. Um, and then and then of course the signings of you know. On their defense, bringing up a Dory Jackson, all of them. They're really trying to make it seem like we're putting all the pieces for you, Danny, and this is your year. If you stink it up, you have no excuses and we're gone from you. Are you guys kind of on the same wavelength too? Or are you thinking that the Giants are saying we're getting these weapons for you because we know you're the guy? I don't know. To me, to me, it seems like they're trying to shell them out to say, this is it, rather than saying you're our guy, let's just you know keep her going, right? I, for, I think it's both. Yeah, for me personally, I think it's Gettleman trying to save his job. Yeah. Like Danny, they invested in, in Danny Dimes. They took and, a huge risk at that draft pick. Yes, they did. And I can't see them going off it just right away like this. Um, to me, Danny Dimes has been okay. Like, yeah, he hasn't been great, sure, but he has potential. He's right in, he's right in that same realm with Drew Locke. They need to prove it. They definitely need to prove yeah. it. And uh, it'd be nice to see uh, Kenny Galladay have a big year for sure um, with Sterling Shepard, Saquon coming back. Offensive line's not where it should be. That's going to be their weak point on offense for sure. Uh, yeah. They got the two tight ends. They got Ingram. They got uh, Kyle Rudolph. Like Kyle, Rudolph maybe. There, there, yeah, that, that's another news here. Kyle Rudolph um, is right now going through his medical, and he has uh, he needs to have surgery on his right foot. So they're saying that that actually might get revoked. Yeah. No way. I never saw that. Wow. Yeah. It just released probably about an hour and a half ago now. Oh, it, wow. It's kind of a, sh- it's kind of a shame because, like, Rudolph is not the player he was, but he can at least maybe teach Ingram how to block – because yeah. Ingram does not like to block at all. Yeah. Or catch or catch the ball. Or catch the ball. So Rudolph is a fantastic blocker. Yeah. He would have been like really helpful that way. I think that's obviously one of the reasons they probably wanted to bring him in. Because yeah. I mean Ingram's a glorified wide receiver. He's really not yeah, a tight yeah. end. Yeah, for sure. But for the sure. other thing, like with the Galladay signing now, because I think a lot of people had him uh, targeting like maybe a wide receiver in the draft. I think they, I can see them just maybe going after Slater because I think they pick 11 and mm-hmm. Slater will probably be there. And I, I think that would be, that would be perfect for them. 
because they took one last year. So now they can have both their tackles, and they have yeah. everything that uh, Jones needs to succeed. It's the yeah. same kind of thing as Wentz. Like he's going to have the weapons and everything he needs to succeed, especially with Barkley back if he stays healthy. Yeah. And still, and Barkley too, man, as talented as he is and how, you know, oh, yeah. it's a shame. As Hall, Hall of Fame talent ran all over him, Hall of Fame work ethic. Man, I don't know. At, at, from a GM perspective, I'm sitting at a GM and I'm seeing Saquon tears ACL. Saquon need this, ankle that. And his upcoming years is coming up for a re signing or at least an extension. Like, if you're sitting there and you know the league is a we don't pay quarterback, I mean, a running back type of league. What do you do? Like you're sitting there, like do you just I, like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even know. Like know. do you, do you trade them? Do you trade a talent like that at this young? Do you release them? Do you re-sign them for a mega deal and be stuck almost like a Le'Veon with the Jets type of thing? Like yeah. I think that's probably going to be the biggest question I think, mark. I think this is yeah, a- see? yeah, exactly. I think this is his fourth season. So unless they pick up a fifth year option, they can't even trade him. Really? Yeah. I mean, and even picking up that op- that option is going to be expensive too. So wasn't he second oh, overall? That's not. Yeah. Yeah. And like honestly, like now, like watching teams draft, this is why teams are not drafting running backs high anymore. No matter how good they are, like Jonathan Taylor had one of the best careers in NCAA, and he went in the second round because teams don't want to risk it anymore for running backs. No matter how good you are. Absolutely. What a wasted pick that was on Barkley. Not yeah, wasted. Like- not wait. I won't say wasted, but the fact that he can't stay healthy and then who went in that draft? Cause that would be four years ago now. Right. Who went in that? Who went like three, four in that draft? I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up the full draft here. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause like second overall is so high for a running back. Yeah. All right. So this, this is, this is what the, the top. Okay. Let's go. Jesus. Let's okay. We'll we'll stop at pick eighteen because that's probably where things start. So we have the Baker, Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Denzel oh, Ward, oh, okay. Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, Rokon Smith, uh Josh Rosen, who is, is a bum, um, Mika <laughs> Fitzpatrick, uh Vita Vea, uh Duran Payne, Marcus Davenport, Colton Miller, Tremaine Edwards, Duran James, Jair Alexander, Lighten Venderesh. Yeah, that I remember that Quentin Nelson hurt. Well, here and even think yeah. about this, right? Second, second round pick, thirty-five. You had Nick Chubb. Yeah, but I remember this draft because I knew it was like they were contemplating quarterback, running back, like because Saquon was so good. They were contemplating like, oh, should we go? Because Baker went. Do we go Darnold? You know, Rosen, Allen. Yeah. Like, do we take a chance on one of them, or do we go uh, Barkley? And they d- they decided running back. Which, looking back, maybe they probably should have went with a quarterback. Yeah. Or Nelson, like I said. I mean, he's yeah. a yeah. Nelson, but he already a knows guard, he's the A guard second overall is tough too, though. Yeah. But is. he but he came he came out literally as a Hall of Fame talent. Like out of like it is oh, crazy. He's a freak. Like, everybody was saying like Quentin Nelson, you just you you safest get him pick in ever. Safest pick ever. Yeah. yeah, that's what like literally every analyst is saying. I was like, if you don't know and you're thinking about trading back, just get Quentin Nelson because you just you just can't go wrong. And everybody was right. <laughs> Just a freak yeah. on men. Like he's probably like the most talented player in the draft. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Like he he's what rookie went all pro. And he's going to be yeah. an all pro for the next ten years. Like, oh, yeah. just just send in the card, and that's our pick. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it anymore. Don't worry about it for ten years. Yeah. Send it in. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the clock. You're off the clock. That's, yeah. that's going to be – honestly, that's going to be Kyle Pitts this year. Like, that guy's probably the most talented guy. Send the card yeah, in. Can, 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 we, just time, can we just time out? Just Kyle Pitts is a freak. <laughs> like, yeah. absolutely I, ridiculous. I was going to say, you're, you're telling me I'm Winston's agent? I think Sharp might be uh, Pitts agent. This guy oh, yeah. talks about Pitts every day. So high. <laughs> man. Hey, I'm I'm back there with Sharp, man. Uh this he ran a four four as a tight end. As six oh, foot yeah. six, big that can block. Like two, yeah. 245 pounds. 
Yeah. It's You're talking nuts. about Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey coming out right away, right off the right off the rip. Yeah. I saw he them comparing he didn't him drop to... a single pass in, in Florida this whole year. Like the guy is this stupid good. Like to me, if I'm the Jets, I am really looking at Darnold like, can you give us a productive year? <laughs> yeah. Can... We will give you pits. <laughs> Can you Man. give us something? Can you not see ghosts? Because we'll go pits and give you that comfortability. You're third down and five. You just get a check down the pits and you're chilling. Can you do that for us? Because literally that, that might be the conversation you might have to have because this guy, everybody's saying he he's Hall of Fame talent coming out into the draft. Yeah. And with pits, that offense would be looking pretty not too bad. Like wouldn't be the best in the yeah. league, but it'd be pretty good. And yeah, like, who, like they got uh, Corey Davis and they signed another receiver, didn't they? They got Denzel Mims last year in the what second round or third? Yeah, second. they drafted uh, second, Mims. Start, start of the second, and they yeah. still have Jamison Crowder who can play. Yeah, oh, um, completely forgot about Crowder. Yep. And they got their left. They got their left tackle too. Yeah, but that's so that's I mean, the other like, thing. Like they could just go Sewell and just have perennial tackles for ten years. Yeah, because you have Makai right. Beckton on the left. You get someone like a – yeah, if you get Sewell too, you know, you put Sewell on the right or if, if Makai can, you know, go back and forth. But, man, if you're looking at that, if you're looking at Pitts, you have Darnold. Now the running back, they'll probably have to go with running back. But you have Darnold, Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, Kyle Cole Pitts. Too. They signed Keelan Cole too this year, I think. Yeah, and I Keelan Cole as, as your as your wide receiver four. Oh, yeah. Like – It's pretty solid. Man, that's solid, man. I can't lie, though. Makai Beckton's not that good. I was actually. It's early. He's a big boy, though. Yeah, he's a big boy, but the athleticism isn't there. He gets torched by fast, speedy, fuck pass rushers. I mean, worst comes to worst, slide him inside the guard, and he'll be unstoppable. Oh, he won't have to move as much. He's just a freak. I saw him six foot seven, three three thirty or something like three thirty three 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 thirty three forty six foot seven. Like he said, just slide on guard, and he's a pretty small boy. Yeah. Would eat me yeah. for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> I'd, ha- I'd hate to be his parents buying groceries. That's just say that. Yeah. Well, when your nickname is Mount, you're gonna be a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mount just Beckton. has a just has a honey baked ham for dinner. <laughs> no, no one else gets to touch it. <laughs> Thanksgiving of the myself. day. Uh, it just popped into my head that Family Guy episode where John Goodman's at the table eating with his family. Oh, yeah. Do we have any yet? No. No, I said no. Uh, too, too bad we didn't have an executive producer. Just like roll that clip. Roll that clip. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of comments and then dumbness, we're going to be introducing this segment now where we're going to just every week – there's going to be a dumb decision made. There's going to be some idiot in the league, and we're naming it Clown of the Week. And my man Braga, sorry I had to bring this up, but this week's Clown of the Week goes to the Miami Dolphins' newly acquired tackle, Isaiah Wilson. Whoa. <laughs> Absolutely whoa. Let, let's just back up because, you know, our first episode or second episode we was talking about, you know, how this guy was a first-round pick from the Tennessee Titans uh, just last year. Um, yeah. Traded really for peanuts. What was it, a seventh-rounder? Seventh-rounder swap, sorry. Um, but, man, like, we thought, okay, you know, if it doesn't work midseason, you can just let him go and it'll be bygones, be bygones. But, man, we did not see this coming. Um, you know, I don't want to go into the, the details of it, but if you don't know, just type on, go on Twitter, type in Isaiah Wilson and watch the videos and you you wonder why. But, man. Joel, man, what's up with this kid, bro? I I did a little bit of research on him, and he's definitely a troubled soul. Yeah, I Flores thought he could maybe get him back out of it or whatever, but you know when you got a you got a physical with the Dolphins and uh, the next day, and you're sitting there, you know, drinking some stuff and smoking some stuff, and you know it's not a good look, and then you show up three hours late for your physical. Don't show up to uh, – uh, it's voluntary workouts, but he said he would be there. He never showed. Um, absolute absolute disgrace, really. For a guy who's that talented, um, has the potential to be in the NFL and not only that, have a roster spot. 
be yeah. either a backup or a starter at guard and you choose to throw it away and not not be as focused and as prepared as you want to be it's a sad story a lot of a lot of uh, the Miami beat writers were really upset uh, about it when he got cut obviously he it's justified why he got cut but they were just hoping for better things from him but it wasn't looking good from the videos that I seen. He was on top of a car dancing, all, all yeah, you know, <laughs> sipping lean and smoking a smoking a vape pen, and and he's got a physical the next day with Miami. It's, oh my god! And, and and the craziest thing is because I know I was reading up on like doing a little research myself too, is that they weren't actually gonna cut him for that. You know, they actually reached out for him to get help, and mm-hmm. he rejected it. Yeah. Like. And this is the thing that just blows my mind, right? Because, you know, to make it to the NFL, damn near impossible. For mm-hmm. You know, you had the one percenters, basically, right? You had to be a freak athlete. You had to have, a you know, hard work ethic. You had to have the genetic qualities. Like, everything just has to line up for you to make it to the NFL. You're looking to get this, you know, this lifestyle, this career, financial stability. Everything that it is, especially when it comes to the NFL, you know, you're three years to get your, your basically your pension from the NFL. And you just... Like that, the, all your hard work from high school, JUCO, college, like, to me, this doesn't make any sense. Like, it, to me, it blows my mind. Like, absolutely blows my mind. It seems to me like it's a guy who came from nothing, got $1.5 million, and said, you know what, that's plenty for me. I'm, I'm dipping. Yeah. I'm also wondering if, like, this whole time he was just super talented, like, just didn't really care that much, and he was just happened to be good at it. Got a scholarship, kept playing, got drafted, and then he's just finally like, I don't really like football. He just doesn't seem to care about football right now. He yeah. just seems to care about like partying and stuff. So, I seen I seen a tweet the other day, and it was uh, I can't remember who exactly it was who tweeted it, but they said roughly, if they had to guess, probably about fifty percent of the league loves to play football. Fifty percent of the league is just there for the money. Yeah, 100% because it gives you options, right? Let's say if you don't even like you don't like it or ever get the bag after you have a comfortable amount, you know, you build your assets and then you just leave the game after if, you know, if you're not fun with it, right? That's and that's what I'm shocked about, right? Like you said, I think it's like I can't you have to fact check it too. I think it's three to four years or whatever, and then you get your quote unquote money for life kind of thing from the NFL, yeah, um, like pension, yeah, like a pension or whatever. But, um, like you said, like he's already done one year type of thing, right? So, like, even mm-hmm. uh, I don't, does it count though? I have to double check if it counts though, but literally, you just if it's not you, right, just grind it out for two years. It's like working a job. Who cares? Grind it out Dude. and then be able to do whatever you want after. You know what I mean? I would I would aspire to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Shit. Any day of the week. You do nothing <laughs> and get paid a lot to just sit there and be like, yep, good job. Attaboy. So 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 you tell me when the quarterback makes a, a bad throw interception, they're on my iPad saying, "Hey man, this is what you did." And then on a on a PAT, I just have to make sure I just hold the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like this? Yep. You can't, good, good. you can't say too much uh, bad about the Dolphins though. With it, I mean, just is what it is. It's sad story. It was worth a try, and just move on. Not much else to say about it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And there's uh that's that's coming from Bruce Arians up there too. So yeah. Come on, quarterback whisper. <laughs> <laughs> now um this 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 one thing I you know for all my Cowboys fans out there, I know you had to give some some uh some slack in the in the comment section to uh to Mikey here because you know it's not your guy. Uh so yeah, so just blast him in the comment section. We'll be definitely looking forward to that. Uh but now moving on to it here, guys. Um you know, we're going to have some fun interactive stuff with the, with the podcast. So for all the people that are watching right now, uh, get your pen and pad out. We're going to see if uh, the panel knows uh, some NFL facts. Um, it's the NFL quiz. Oh, Guess shit. Quarterback. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, it's your ball. Make sure I didn't tell you guys. That way you couldn't do no research. Let's just see how well you guys know your stuff. Ah. <sighs> I need some bravery liquid here. I was going to say, we might all need one of those. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so definitely want to see if uh, all of our live viewers, too, that you guys are watching, you know, hit up the comment section and see if you guys know it, too, as well. Um, But, yeah, so there's going to be eight questions, so eight points in total, but there's going to be two bonus points, too. Um, And let's see 
who comes out on top. And who you guys, well, first of all, who you guys don't think is going to win? Sharpie, Cody, or Braga? Put it in the comment section and we'll see if you guys are right too as well. But you guys ready? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> all right, all right, let's go. So the game quiz is who's that quarterback? So first one here starts off in 2014. This quarterback came into the league with arguably the most extreme hype for a college quarterback because of his extremely this crazy playmaking ability partnered with a really, really high level of confidence and arrogance. Johnny Manziel. Play- ding, 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 ding. <laughs> really? That was that long ago? Yeah. Yes. So, yes, Johnny, Johnny Manziel came in the league in 2014. He was arguably one of the most hyped quarterbacks coming in. Uh, but because of his play didn't translate to the NFL, he became arguably one of the biggest busts in NFL history for the quarterback for a high round pick. Next question here, 2010. And again, um, if you know the answer, you think you know the answer, shout it out. Uh, but 2010, against a division rival with playoff implications on the line, this quarterback in 2010 led arguably one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history, overcoming a 21-point deficit with eight minutes left in the game, ending with a game-high total of 242 passing yards with 131 rushing yards, three passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. Who is this quarterback? Vic? Ding, 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 ding. Braga, yes. Yeah. Michael Vic. Uh, I was going to say that. The, the Giants when he was playing with the Eagles back in 2010. So Sharpie has one point. Braga has one point. Going into the third question. Third question here. In 2016, these two starting quarterbacks in the NFL starred in a record-setting air raid offense in college, throwing for a combined 1,279 yards. One quarterback set a school record and tying an NCAA record of 734 yards in the air with the other throwing for a school record of seven touchdowns. Who are these two quarterbacks? Baker and Mahomes. Yep. And now who set what record? Uh, Mahomes. What, but what, what record did Mahomes set? 17 touchdowns. No. Mahomes set, Mahomes set for 734 yards, tying the NCAA record. And, and uh, Baker Mayfield set his school record for seven throwing touchdowns. Wow. Good for him. That'll do. All right. <laughs> So Sharpie has two, Braga has one, and Cody sin with the donut. Boo. Yep. <laughs> Loserville population you. This this actually this actually was an interesting question that I was kind of shocked by. Okay, in 2012, this quarterback statistically is regarded as one of the greatest co- college quarterbacks of all time, statistically. Having set uh, nope. Having set and held multiple NCAA records to this day for most passing completions of all time, passing yards of all time, passing touchdowns of all time, most 300-yard games, and most 5,000-yard seasons in his college career. However, despite all of his success, went undrafted. Who is this quarterback? Case Keenum? Yep. Case Keenum. Oh. Woo! That's <laughs> arguably the hardest wow. Damn it. That was no. to see that he went undrafted holding all these and, and still held to this day. He went undrafted in 2012 and went what to the Houston Texans. Did he, go to? did he play D3? What the hell is this? He went to Texas. I know. Crazy. That's insane. Wow. All right. So right now, Sharp is leading two points to Cody's and Braga's one. I was Moving. scared, but at zero points, I had to blurt it out. <laughs> I would have walked out the door if I was wrong. <laughs> All right. All right. This next quarterback, alongside his legendary quarterback play in his career, this quarterback is also very, very well known because of his family life. Who is this quarterback? Eli Manning. Nope. Dumb question. Dumb answer. Can you say it again? Alongside of his legendary quarterback play and his legendary career, this quarterback is also very, very well known because of his family life. Who is Rivers. this quarterback? Yeah, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers. <laughs> Two points. Cody's on the uprise. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers, oh. if anybody didn't know, has a lot, a lot of kids. And oh, that Loserville comment is not aging well. 
You lit a fire. Biting you in the ass, Sharp. <laughs> I just heard family and said Rivers. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this this here is the last question, and it's a total for four points, two regular points, and then two bonus points. Whoa. So these two quarterbacks are the only quarterbacks since Roger Stubach back in 1971 to both win the coveted NCAA Heisman Trophy and the NFL MVP. Who are these two quarterbacks? Lamar. Lamar, Lamar and Baker? No. Nope, not Baker. So Joel has Lamar. Who's the second quarterback? Is it Peyton? Nope, not Peyton. Damn it. Do, 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 do. And when we have it here, uh, we have Braden DeLima saying Cody is his guest for the winner of this and is looking good. And he posted that right at the start of it. So Braden was looking shaky, but Cody's making the comeback for the kids. Brett so we have Lam- Nope. Damn it. Since Staubach? That's so long ago. Lamar was easy because it was recent, but I. John Elway. Do, do. Not Aikman. All right. No guesses then. Joel did get Lamar Jackson. He was one of them. But the second quarterback since 1971 was in the decade of the 2010s too. And it was Cam Newton. Oh, oh my wow. God. That was even hard. <laughs> now that you say the answer. I Dude. forgot about that loser. Now, here's here's for the bonus points. When did these quarterbacks win their Heisman? You get one uh, guess. Lamar was Lamar. 2016. Yeah. Cody? And then Cam? 2008. Nope. Fuck. 06? Nope. All right, Cody could take the win here. I'm just trying to remember when the – um Denver went to the Super Bowl. Uh 20 2009. Ooh, so close. 2010. But, so Lamar won his in 2016. So Cody was right there, but Cam won his in 2010. Ah, league. But going for it all, Cody is the winner with three points to Sharpie's two. And ah. So, Braden, <laughs> you in the comment section, we're right. Cody's your guest, and he came back for you strong and ended up winning the QB quiz. But, yeah, th- those are, like, when I was looking those up, man, like, I was really shocked. Like, the probably the biggest one I was shocked with was definitely Case Keenum. Like, I was blown away to see, like, if you have a seventh-round pick, you have the guy that has statistically every record in the NFL – I mean, in the NCAA at the time. Take, Take a, a shot at him. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he proved to be, you know, a good journeyman, you know, playing, you know, some serviceable football, his biggest one being with the Vikings uh, this as a recent. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I really want to know what – I actually wanted to look up. That's the one thing I didn't look up is to see what the pros and cons was to him because, you know, he's yeah, a gunslinger. The, the draft profile on him. Like, what? why? Let's see if we can actually find it here. Well, he played – like I said, I think he played for the Longhorns. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they're NCAA. Um, well, yeah, like obviously, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he played. It's not like it was like South Dakota State. That's like a D two team. Yeah, like Texas Longhorns, a pretty pretty big program. Mm-hmm. And Case had some memorable. Case was the um, had the Minnesota Miracle uh, touchdown to Diggs, didn't he? Wasn't that case? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't it wasn't cousins, that's for sure. So it had to be case. But like Keenum would have had to been like not too much after the um Vince Young era. So like Texas would have been a pr- big program then, I would think. All right. So here we go. I got his quick his quick draft pro there. He actually went to the University of Houston. Oh. Oh, Houston. Yeah. I guess they're kind of unknown. Yeah. Houston. So here we have here. The Cougars? Uh, Yeah, I don't even know. I think that's. 
So here we go. Case Keenum, Houston, weighing in at 6'2", 210. His strengths, reads the defense and gets rid of the ball quickly, has a nice, easy release, possesses good vision, and keeps his eyes down the field when moving around the pocket. <laughs> now his weaknesses. Keenum's production weaknesses. Was, part, was due part to an offensive system that allowed him to take advantage of a short passing game. His has questionable arm strength, almost exclusively a shotgun quarterback in college, and he tore his ACL in 2010. Okay, I can see Weaknesses now just tear him apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His arm sucks. He just throws short passes and he tours ACL. So good luck. <laughs> we can see now why Case Keenum probably went undrafted. <laughs> it's funny how that stuff works, though, eh? Like, especially with guys like Brady Quinn who held, you name it, every record, right? They go to the NFL and then they're just, you know, whatever, kind of, really. Yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of guys never like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because then you have, like, guys like, you know, Patrick Mahomes or whatever, you know, people are saying, you know, he has a crazy rocket arm, but don't know if he can translate that almost like a, you know, a Case Keenum type of thing. Oh, has an explosive arm, but it's only due to the offense that he plays in. Comes in mm-hmm. and, well, everybody knows the rest of that history. Or even guys like Russell Wilson, you know, a third-round draft pick, you know, Dak Prescott, you know. It's just crazy to see, like, Actually, you know what? That's probably the best type of career that we let, let's try to get in the career. If anybody from ESPN watching this, the Pigskin panel would like to apply for a draft analyst position because you can get everything wrong <laughs> and still have a job next year. <laughs> yeah. It's you the only get. job where you can get everything wrong and still have a job the next year. Yeah. Nope, weatherman. Weather person. Oh, there you go. <laughs> not a bad gig. Yeah, not a bad gig. Yeah, that's what we're gonna change the pot. I mean, the 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 Pixie panel too. Is this an analyst game? And then uh, ESPN, Fox Sports One, wherever you guys want, where we're here. So yep. bring us out. But uh, guys, man, you know, coming to the end of the end of the end of the show, man. Did you guys want to just uh, cover any topics that would burn on your mind? Uh, just the one one thing that I wanted to quickly touch on was I'm a huge. I love Kenny Galladay. Absolutely love Kenny Galladay. But I figured before the show, I would look up his numbers. The guy only has 21 touchdowns in his in his career. Uh, mind you, it's only been four seasons, and one season was he was injured. But I mean, he had three touchdowns in 2017, five in 2018, 11 in 2019, and then was hurt all last year. Only has two touchdowns. Uh, he's never caught more than 70 balls in a year. Mind you, he got 120 targets the year that he got 70 uh, catches. I just can't believe how much money they gave him. Yeah. You got to think. Johnny Manziel, baby. That's Stafford, too. That's Stafford's on the ball. Stafford's not Danny Dimes. Yeah. His last healthy, I think I think he basically just went off. Uh, he was riding the coattails of his last healthy season, which you mentioned. He had 11 touchdowns. And if I'm not mistaken, he led the whole NFL in touchdown catches that year. Yeah. So that's – and that's exactly what I was getting at a couple episodes ago where I, I don't even – he wasn't hurt last season. He just didn't want to play. He wants to go off his last good season where he had 11 touchdowns and say, well, I was hurt last year, but look at this year. I, I led the NFL in touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it could be it could be something other than that, but back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons and leading the NFL in touchdowns, it's going to get you some money. Man, but, yeah, yeah I, you're going you're gonna, to you're have Kenny Galladay's agent coming after you, man, trying to reveal his secrets like that, bro. Most of the free agents like Will Fuller, a guy who's – been pretty much just as productive not 11 touchdowns worthy but like probably around eight touchdowns a thousand yards he signed a one-year 10 million this guy got four years 72 million that was nuts to the bank hey like they they would they they outbid themselves like they're bidding against no one for four years so i don't know why they went to 18 but they could have went to 14 you've been like all right sounds good to me yeah, that's a great way even to put with, it. Even with a Dory Jackson too, I didn't see anybody else that was interested in him, and they just gave him the bag. Yeah. Again, we could eat, we could eat our foot of that, but yeah, to me, I just I I, I don't see it. like I like a Dory Jackson. I think he's you know a, me too a good quarterback. I mean a cornerback, and he will he will do he will play make. But what do you guys be... think? <laughs> if, it was, if it was me, I hope that these contracts bite them in the ass. That's all I hope. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Better for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think, though? I think all in all, like the Giants had a a pretty good offseason. They signed. Yeah, yeah they, they, they got signed, much better. They yeah. did get a lot better. Like, Who do you guys think, think had the 
Who do you it's think has the like, best offseason? Uh, uh, I, I, I think the Browns did, dude. The Browns yeah, are on Browns paper amazing. That team on, on paper everywhere, too. Like their O line is phenomenal. Their secondary is amazing. Their offensive weapons are everywhere. They have a great head coach. Like there's nothing to not like about that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Browns go, are amazing. I'm going. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll say it. To me, I'm going the Denver Broncos, and I'm staying with it. We have had a hell of an offseason, man. Okay, think about this. Other than Drew Locke right now, that we still has a lot to prove. Look at our de- like our defense are arguably the eyesore of our whole team, minus Drew Locke, you know, getting over his rookie, whatever you want to call it, right? Our secondary was getting torched every game. So we come in having arguably going into the offseason as the worst probably squad in the NFL probably in terms of our secondary. And we come out with re-signing our all-pro safety who is rated PFF top three. Kareem Jackson, who is his secondary partner, is rated as a, as a fourth-best strong safety in the league. We signed all-pro Kyle Fuller, who's back with Fangio's defense. We signed Ronald Darby, who has shown that, you know, with Washington, that if he stays healthy, he can be serviceable. And we have Bryce Callahan with Von Miller being re-signed extended, Shelby Harris, and then Bradley Chubb. I, I think the Denver's, Denver brought – no, of course it's going to sound biased because I'm a Broncos no. fan. If you – if you no. look at it, if you look at it on paper, and if we stay healthy, that defense is a top three defense. Yeah, well, I, I like it because they're probably not going to pick a corner in front of us now. Yeah, no. And with Farley, you know, Sertan is definitely the, the number one now. I was going to so. say, as a Broncos fan, like that's one of the most underrated aspects of getting all this beefing up your secondary is now you guys, before, Anything. you had no choice but to take a corner. You literally would have had to, but now you can kind of, you can take a, a tackle or you can even take a quarterback. You can take whatever you want. We could take Micah Parsons. Like we could really do any, we could trade back if we want, if we're looking to just get guys to build that core type of around that core. So if we want to just get a whole bunch of good guys, you know, we can trade back to someone like maybe like the Patriots that are looking for a quarterback and they slip type of thing. So man, to me, that's what, and to look at the way we structure all these contracts and stuff like that, having a GM, a first-year GM to make these moves, keep in-house players. For, unfortunately, you know, giving up some guy like Phil, like Philip Lindsay and stuff like that sucks. But the way that George Payne has made his strategic moves, uh, to me, I think at least top three off of off season right now. Uh, we have our boy Josh Payne, who also won the win my uh, what's my beer challenge, and he, he's saying fins up. Will Fuller the fifth. <laughs> and then uh we have Braden saying fuller back with uh Vic again is very dangerous. You hit the nail on the head there, AJ. Well, thank you, my brother. hundred percent. Cannot wait. If he's an all-pro and if Bryce Callahan now going right back into the nickel slot, man, we're gonna be tough to throw against, especially with Vaughn coming again. Vaughn just cannot trip over a piece of grass again. Like if he could just avoid tripping over grass, we're gonna be we're gonna be and then if Bradley oh. Chubb cannot mess up his knee, if those two are on the field together with that defense, man. It's going to be trouble for a lot of quarterbacks, especially when we have to face Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year. So, Micah Parsons, like you said, is super interesting there. Oh, uh, baby, at nine now. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. Now, Joel, who do who do you think had the best? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and uh, I'm gonna go with the Redskins. I think adding Curtis Samuel, Ryan Fitzpatrick, those are big ads. Having Underrated. Samuel, uh, Gibson, uh, uh, Terry, Scary Terry on the other side. And uh, the tight end there I really like too. Uh, yeah, he's absolutely phenomenal. I watched him play against Pittsburgh last year, and I, I only needed to see one one game from him. And I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in on this yeah. guy. Um, I, think, I think the Redskins ha- with that D-line – oh, sorry, Washington football team – uh, with that D line, uh, they got some real nice pieces there, and they're only going to get better. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to take them to another level. Um, it's a little—I'm not saying Ryan Fitzpatrick's fantastic or anything. He's really—he's really serviceable. Hands up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's really serviceable. Um, great guy in the locker room. The players—the players are going to love having him around. The coaches, Rivera's going to love having him around. Um, there's. I think Washington 
Washington, New York Giants, Broncos. Those are probably those that's are what I'm probably, talking about, Joel. That's what I'm talking about, your, baby. Those are probably <laughs> your, those are your top three um, teams that improve the most through free agency. Whether the draft can help them even further, um, that remains to be seen. But the Redskins, or sorry, the Washington Football Team. It feels so weird saying that the Washington Football yeah. Team is leaps and bounds better than they were last year, and they won the division last year. Giants are going to compete with them. Cowboys are still, if Dak plays a full season and stays healthy, Cowboys are always in the mix there too. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Draft Terry, draft Terry McLaurin this year in fantasy because oh. Patrick <laughs> is going to pepper that guy with targets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about no, you? Also- I say before you, go, you say before, before we go on sharp here, uh, I, man, big shout out to Ryan Fitzmagic, man. I don't know if you guys seen his uh, his podcast giving to his uh, his flowers, man. But that that was real dope of him to do. Now, even though you know he's off the team, now it's pretty cool to see that he's giving uh, you know all the love to Tua. But uh, yeah, Sharpie, I followed I followed uh, the Dolphins obviously hard last year, and every word Fitzpatrick said, he said already <laughs> last year. All that stuff is everything that he said about his arm, his accuracy, his leadership skills. That was all, all of that was already mentioned last year, which tells me that he legitimately feels that way. That's great news for Miami Dolphins fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was going to say like shitty, like uh, the Browns, like they're, they did a lot of like moves. Like Troy Hill is going to be such a undercover move for them. I think cause you can like, he was, underrated on the Rams and now he's on the Browns like he's going to help that secondary and I don't know I think just all around the Browns got better and they were already pretty good so they're going to be they're going to be a sleeper team I think to look out for next year yeah Yeah, definitely and definitely now they're looking at um I've been seeing a lot of mocks like everybody's been saying that you know they're probably going to be prospecting Woody Payne from Michigan uh the defensive end to pile to uh, patch him up with uh Garrett so adding him to that yeah dangerous absolutely dangerous but yeah man i I love i love the the outlooks we'll see if those predictions are right we might have to fall back on this episode do a replay in the future when uh when the end of the season next year (laughs) to see if those predictions of who had the best offseason really translated but uh yeah but before we log off here i definitely want to um you know show some love to everybody in in the comment section that's uh been watching us tonight um as well we definitely want to uh have a segment where where we you know answer any questions that our fans have so definitely if you have any questions that you want the pigskin panel to ask drop them in the video and then we'll be uploading them on the next uh next week's episode and then going into the next segment you know what we got to do sharpie pull it up guess what's in sharp's beer <laughs> definitely put it in the comment section what do you think and then the color on the there is it, is. That it a looks light, light. it is looks that a light here i don't know <laughs> i don't know is it <laughs> if i really if i if I really wanted to know, I could just Google what Bruzarian's favorite beer is. <laughs> yeah, he drinks a lot of it, so. <laughs> no, man, but honestly, I, I love I love having this podcast with you guys. It's awesome just to have our conversations that we have. And, you know, thankfully, you know, we have StreamYard, YouTube to kind of host this, everything. We have, oh, I'll read comments in the comment section. We have Josh Payne saying Bush Light, 100%. So, hey, Not oh. Not this time. Watch out. He's he's a beer connoisseur, so it's going to be switching up every week. But, uh, yeah, guys, if, if you guys like this podcast, if you're watching our show, definitely give us a thumbs up. Um, you know, those thumbs up definitely helps YouTube algorithm push out our content to more football viewers and lovers. So we definitely want to grow this picks in panel to have everybody included in here. So definitely giving us a thumbs up. Definitely help pushes that, too. As well, if you're also a fan of the, of the, of the podcast, definitely hit subscribe and click on that notification bell down there. That way you never miss anytime we're going live. Um, that way you can view us live instead of watching it post. Um, you can be in here, hang out with us, ask us questions in real time. Or again, when we upload, um, you get the notification that we've uploaded and you can check it out there. As well, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. So definitely if you're a podcast listener instead of a YouTube viewer, definitely go on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, search it up, the Pigskin panel, um, and we'll be on there. That way you can download us and listen to us. So every time we upload one, it'll be right there in your watch now. And then lastly, lastly here, show us some love on all of our socials. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at the Pigskin Panel. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's I'm, I'm going to get used to this right here. There it is, right there with Cody 
at the Pixin panel. Um, definitely interact with us. We always want to show you guys some love, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram. Definitely take a picture of us, put it on your Instagram story or something. Reach out to everybody because we want to make sure that everybody that's a football lover just gets in here, right? And, and we want to bring on guests too in the future. So, you know, if you are one of those football fans, like, man, I'm going to get on the Pixin panel, definitely reach out. We want to have you on. Share your thoughts going into the season and make sure this is, a, you know, a community, right? We're, we're all involved with this. We're, we're a huge community, and we just want to keep it going. But uh, before we end off here, I just want to go around the panel just to give some last sharing thoughts before we close this out. But, uh, Sharp, man, you want to give us some last last words? Yep. If, uh, if you hate my takes, you just don't like me in general, you see my tag right here. Don't be afraid to DM me, and we'll chat. How about that? Now, uh, <laughs> Bruce is going to have to watch some more uh, film with Tom after this, so we're going to wrap it up soon. <laughs> hey, Cody. Um, just that, actually, I wanted to give you a bit of a shout out. Like, uh, this is our, what, fourth episode, I think? And I don't know, I've never done really anything like this. And uh, you actually just make it really easy with the way you host the show, and it just flows. Like, I'm looking at the time. We've been talking for an hour and seven minutes, and it feels like we've been talking for six minutes. So, uh, guys, a pro. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks. A little man. shoot you make up. me blush. Yeah, make me blush. Man, I might turn, my, I turn off my camera now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I definitely appreciate it, my man. Yep. And, Joel, what about yourself, brother? Uh, I just want to tell uh, Sharpie over there. I see some Bob Seeger hanging out right behind you there. Maybe put that on. Listen to some night moves, and uh, maybe um, I can't figure this out. It go. is yeah. hard, man. It's hard. <laughs> put, put on some uh, put on night moves, and uh, maybe by the time you wake up, uh, Hooker will be a, a a cowboy. Hey, I love oh, that. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's that, that's little, a bold prediction coming night. out of the sharp. Yeah, a little late night hooker action. Don't hate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking so about Malik. <laughs> oh, I know. And now YouTube's going to flag this. So if you're 18 plus now, if you're not, you have to sign in, have a parental guidance. You have to <laughs> make sure you watch this with a parent. <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about Malik Hooker. We're talking about Malik yeah, Hooker. Malik. <laughs> yes. yes, the free safety. Not real. Yes. Real hookers. Yes. This is a football <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and honestly, credit to Bruce. The honey ham was the funniest thing said so far out of the four episodes. Yeah. I yeah. was I was <laughs> laughing pretty good at that. That was really yeah. dumb. And, th and that might that might that might have to be another thing. And you know, most the, the comment with the most likes is what uh what our man uh Sharp has to dress up at. So we had Bruce Arians, we we had to see what other guests we get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to be. I might have to be the legend John Madden next week. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh well. Saying that, guys. Again, for everybody that's watching right now, we truly do appreciate you. Definitely check in with us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We go live. So if you want to hang out with us live, definitely hop in there on YouTube at the Pixin Panel. Again, follow us on all our socials at the Pixin Panel. And until next time, guys, much love. See you guys later. Peace out. Broncos country. <laughs>